Oh, welcome live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Tonight, we get you set for the 2023 baseball season with Campbell head coach Justin Hare. The back-to-back-to-back-to-back conference champs begin their season, believe it or not, in a couple of Fridays, February 17th. That's when Big Ten Conference and nationally ranked opponent Rutgers comes to town for a three-game series. ECU continues that homestand on the 21st. Then the Butler Bulldogs are in town the weekend of the 24th, a seven-game homestand to start the season. To talk about that opening homestand, this season and everything else is the man beginning his 16th year in the baseball program and his ninth year as head coach. He is a three-time Big South Coach of the Year. His Camels have gone to the NCAA Regionals four straight years, making it to the regional finals two times. In the last four years, four straight regular season conference titles and three tournament titles have been won. Last year, pitcher Thomas Harrington and shortstop Zach Neto were both drafted in the first round of the MLB draft out of Campbell. He is Campbell head baseball coach Justin Hare. Coach, thank you for being here. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I, it's a long intro. I know, I know. And that leads me into my first question. <laughs> As we rattle off all those highlights of this program, and there are much more bullet points. I could have gone on for about five or six minutes there. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear that. When, <laughs> when you think about uh, what this program has accomplished, especially in these last five years, what do you think about? Uh, I think the biggest thing is is that you know, going into year 16, you start out with a, a dream and a plan and a hope to, to be able to build something that people can be proud of. And, and, you know, I think from day one when we showed up on campus in the fall of 2007, which is eternity ago. I mean, I, I mean that could be half a century ago. In, <laughs> it might as well be. In Campbell Athletics yeah, terms, Yeah, no right? doubt. I mean, you just, you just hope that, that you can have your hand and, and, and be a part of something that, that people are proud to say they played here, that they were season ticket holders, that they were fans of, that, that you know, they remember this or that or this guy or that guy. And so, you know, you rattle off a bunch of uh, stats and you rattle off a bunch of things uh, that we've done the last five years and, and certainly have been fortunate to have some really good players and coaches and, and all that. But the foundation was set, you know, 15 years ago. And, and so you think about, you know, those guys that, that went 21 and 37 in, in 2008, our first, our first year, are just as proud to say that they played at Campbell as Zach Neto and Thomas Harrington and guys that won 41 games and went to three or four regionals and, and did some amazing things the last five years. And, and so that's the legacy I think that, that we've been able to um, kind of stamp is that the last 15, 16 years, there's a lot of guys that have played here um, that are really, really proud to say they put on the black and orange. It's always interesting to talk about a decade and a half ago when you came in and were one of the people that started remaking this program to, to, to build the foundation. D describe to those that maybe have just been Campbell baseball fans the last 10 years what you all were taking over, both on the field and off. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Campbell was a totally different place than, than it is now. I mean, the Convocation Center was still under construction. When, when we came on campus, we were taking over a program that in 2007 went 11 and 45. Um, and hadn't had a winning season since the early 2000s and um, had been to one regional in, in school history, 1990. And so, um, you know, we were taking over a program that, that had some high marks to be sure and, and, and some, some really neat alumni and, and people that had been around the program, but not a sustained, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 year tradition of, of sustained success. And so, you know, that's, that, that's where we were. And, and the facility, when, I, when we got here, I felt like was great. I was coming from a Division II <laughs> school, and I thought, man, this is awesome. And then you look back or you look around some of the facilities that, that were in the state at the time, and you think, man, there's 19 Division I schools in the state, and, and we're not close to the top half, um, you know. And so we, we had some ground to make up, certainly. Um, from a personnel standpoint, but we definitely had had some area to grow um, and build this thing into something really special. Coach, 
2023 is here. It's a brand new season coming off. As I said, it has been an incredible five years in terms of, of success on, on the field. When you look ahead at this season, what excites you about this 2023 team? I think what excites me about this team is, is that even with the success that we've had, we've got a, a good portion of returners that are still very hungry to improve and get better. Um, and hopefully leave their stamp on, on this place. Obviously, with Tommy and, and Zach having such a, a, a tremendous two-year period and then being first-round draft picks and guys like Ryan Chassie that were here for four years got drafted, a guy like Ty Babin that was here for five years graduates with three degrees <laughs> and four regional right. appearances. <laughs> like, you got some guys that really stamped and left a, a legacy that are now gone but you've got guys that, that have been here for a little bit or, or even maybe last year was their first year or first year that they played a lot that are hungry to be able to stamp their legacy and, and leave this place better than how they found it. And they're working very hard at that. And so that's what's exciting to me for those guys. And then we've got a crop of new guys that are, that are really, really exciting and, and they're happy to be here and excited to be here. And, and that's a piece that, that has been a transition. We, we, there, there was a long period of time that people weren't saying like, man, I really just want to go to Campbell. Like yeah. that's, that's my number one school. That's my number one spot. And so now we've got some guys both from the high school ranks and the junior college ranks that are saying like, man, the, the development there is great and, and we can go and we can win and we can do something special. And they're excited to be here and they want to be a part of something special. And so they're working extremely hard and so, you know, the, the, the depth of talent I think that we have and the depth of work that we, we are putting in, I'm excited to see how this group of guys and their one ride together, what we talk about a lot is, is it's a different team than last year and yep. the year before and so on and so forth, and it'll be a different team next year. They get one ride together. We get one opportunity to make it special. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those guys kind of come into their own and be able to stamp their own legacy. Let's talk pitching. What do you like about a pitching staff that from the outside looking in looks deeper than it's ever had been for you? Yeah, the the depth of stuff that we have. I mean, we've, you know, I think on scout night, I think we had 12 or 13 guys that were 94 miles an hour plus. We threw 20. 12 or 13 guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little, again, it's a little <laughs> bit silly when it comes to that. Um, 19 of the 20 guys we threw that night were 90 plus. And, Come on. And yeah. And the one that didn't was a sidearm guy, you know, so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's exciting and it's, and it's fun to dream on for sure. But, but we're excited because for us to get to where we want to go, which for the longest time and, and we'll remain this, our goal is to get to Omaha. We don't shy away from that. We don't run away from that. We don't minimize that. It is very hard to be one of the last eight teams in the country playing. We've been, one of the last 20 teams playing, two out of the last three years, and, and we want um, to be able to break through and, and be one of the last 16 and then one of the last eight teams playing. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to match up on the mound. You have to have enough bullets, per se, on the mound to, to work your way through a regional and, and, and beat some very good clubs. You don't do that with guys that don't have stuff. And, and, um, and so that's something that, that we've been able to develop over time and certainly have a depth of stuff that we've never had before. But I mean, it, it begins on Friday night with, with Cade Keeler and, and the opportunity that, that he has, again, to take another step forward and, and, and separate himself from, from some of the really good arms we've had in the past and, and kind of stamp his legacy and, and put our best foot forward on Friday nights with him. Uh, Cade Keeler in a lot of reports. People think he could be your next first-round draft pick. What makes him special? What makes him a, a first-rounder? He's the consummate worker. You know, he's um, a guy that has um, done nothing but but go all in on every part of being a student athlete here at Campbell. He's a leader in the community, a leader in the clubhouse. He's going to graduate in three years wow. um, with about a 3.9 GPA. Um, and, you know, set, set, you know, him and Tommy tied for the school record for, for strikeouts in the season last year with 111. And so, you know, he's just a guy that, that shows up every day, works his tail off, leads by example and and you know 
has never shied away from any role that we've put him in, whether that's as a bullpen guy. He started on Friday nights as a freshman a little bit, bounced back to the bullpen. Then we then we, we needed to, to try to get some RPI points, you know, towards the tail end of last year. And so we moved him to a Tuesday, and, and he drew the hardest, you know, the hardest uh, assignments and all that kind of stuff and never shied away from it. So he's very much a, a hardworking, blue-collar, uh, upstanding young man, but – but is a lead-by-example guy that, that uh, has a chance to be really, really special. He is one of uh, 12 guys on your team <laughs> named Cade, and we'll talk about another Cade who's a heck of a pitcher, Cade Boxrucker. And you mentioned him a little bit, but Ty Cummings, two returners who, gosh, are, are really, really good for you and, and looking to take that next step. Yeah, you know, Cade Boxrucker, he's a guy, a freshman year, was a guy that we thought we, you know, honestly, we thought he was going to be uh, in in front of where maybe Cade Keeler was and um, started early and, and struggled and uh, was up and down. And then, you know, towards the end of his freshman year, just continued to work and get better. He started the regional final game at Mississippi State and, and performed very well as a true freshman. Um, broke his ankle last year, came back about halfway through the year. I remember him calling me in January and just saying, hey, coach, I broke my ankle. I jumped up for a ball, whatever, whatever. And, you know, I was like, all right, man, well, you know, we'll just get you back and, and you know, you got to get surgery. Let's figure it out. And he goes, coach, I just want to let you know I'm pitching this year. Like, there's no question. Like, I don't care if I'm, if it's May 1st that I'm healthy, I'm throwing this year. I'm wow. not taking a red shirt. I will be back. I will be ready to go. Um, and, and he was cleared to throw before, before the projected date and, and was a big cog for us. Um, allowed us to, to move Keeler to the midweeks and, and him solidify that Saturday um, starters role last year. And now, you know, he, he's a guy that, that should factor into our top three or four and has a chance to be a draft pick as well. Had a tremendous summer in the Cape Cod League and, and um, you know, again, just continues to work and try to push himself and, and get better. And then what can you say about Ty Cummings? He's got over 100 career appearances <laughs> yeah. in two years. Wow. Um, I mean, he's, he, he is the competitor's competitor. He's, he's worked on his body. He's worked on his stuff. He's been up to 98 miles an hour. The slider's gotten better. The changeup's gotten better. He gave up one earned run all summer in the Cape. Wow. Um, you know, basically was, was the best relief pitcher in the Cape all, all summer, which is the premier um, college baseball summer league. All the best players in the country play there. Um, <laughs> He's just a stud, man. Like, and 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 again, just another guy that that is a, a really good student and a really good worker. We we've just got some really really good people, and, and Ty Cummings is at the top of that list in terms of just quality human being that's going to work, lead by example, and and be somebody that we can count on day in and day out, and never turn down the ball, and never turn down an opportunity, and never run from a challenge. Um, and so when you start to pair some of those guys that have been through the fire the last two or three years, man, you've got a really, really good foundation on your pitching staff that you can lean on and, and help some of those new guys um, kind of see the path. It sounds like you have a lot of new guys that we're going to see and see early and, and see in high leverage situations. But but who are some of the guys that, that may headline and, and, and pop off the page that first homestand? Yeah, a guy named Ernie Day um, is a right-handed pitcher, transfer from Iowa Western Community College where we've had some success. Uh, Logan Jordan is from there. We've had four or five players there, um, you know, in the past, and, and it's one of the best junior colleges in the country. I think they've won, like, three out of the last ten national titles and, and whatever, but he's a big arm. He was originally committed to Mississippi State, and, and they moved on, and, and we were able to jump in because we recruited him real hard. Um, in the fall, and, and when they dropped him, we were able to, to kind of pick him up. Big arm, always has had, you know, questionable command, and, and he has worked tremendously hard and taken some really, really good coaching from Coach Robinson and, and Eric Miles, our, our director of pitching development. Um, and, and, I mean, this past weekend he was 93 to 96 with four pitches for strikes. Um, and essentially just carved us up, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm texting Coach Holcomb. He was out of town. I'm texting Coach Holcomb. I'm like, hey, man, like Ernie Day is going to be a big leaguer, and we can't hit. So um, <laughs> hopefully we throw a bunch of shutouts and, and, <laughs> and, and all that. But he, he's a guy that, that's got a chance to be, to be really good. It, the, the, the ceiling is really high. Uh, we've got a transfer from East Tennessee State University, a kid named Hunter Lloyd that's a right-handed pitcher that uh, was a weekend starter for them in the SOCON for, for two years. Um, 
he pitched in, in the Cape this summer as well, and, and he's going to be a guy that, that's got a chance to solidify some of our weekend or midweek rotation, um, has, has a ton of Division I college experience, and, uh, and, and a really, really big-time competitor. Got, got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. and So he fits right in with us yeah, and our right? guys and, and our staff. <laughs> and, um, and, and then, uh, you know, Chance Dequila is, is another right-handed pitcher that, that came from Catawba Valley Community College here in North Carolina. Um, just a good old boy, hard worker, funny as the day is long, full of, of energy and character. We say that he's, you know, that he's a crafty righty. He's he's 89 to 92 with four pitches for strikes, and and uh, just fills it up. And and uh, you know, it's it's pretty good when you got a 92 mile an hour right-hander that's crafty. Yeah, you're you're when you first started here, your crafty right-handers were about 78 to 81. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, we we joke about some of the some of the guys. In fact, Michael Horrell, uh, who's up to Double A with the Astros, yeah. was 2019 Big South Pitcher of the Year. He he came and threw in the scrimmage the other day, and he said, "Hey, coach, like just like just be honest with me. I mean, this guy's in Double A. He said, "Hey, if I if I was in high school right now, w would you recruit me?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Like, I mean, I know, I know, I know you are the big South pitcher of the year and you, and you've had a tremendous career in 30th round draft by the Astros and you might make it to the big leagues one day, man. But like when, where you were, when you were in high school and we recruited you, um, compared to, to where we are now, just in, in, in our ability to recruit better talent and, and guys with, with a little bit better present stuff. He wouldn't have been a guy that, that would have ended up on our radar, which is a good thing, you know, and, and um, I think just shows you where our coaching staff yeah. is and where our developmental process is with our guys. Unbelievable. P position player-wise, um, you know, what excites you about this group led by Drake Pearson, who is the preseason Big South Conference uh, Player of the Year? Yeah, Drake's a stud, man. Again, he, he's a guy that, that we recruited out of junior college. He's from California, Southern California. He's a, he's already graduated, so he's in grad school, which is which is awesome. And and I think, you know, if you know Drake or or if you know the story of Drake, he's the first person in his family that's ever graduated from college. You know, and and so when Drake came here, you know, we didn't know we were going to get supreme athlete, good kid, a little bit rough around the edges. Again, our our type of guy, <laughs> we, we we like some bandits, right? Like we <laughs> like some guys that that need some coaching and some developing. Um, and, and he has just worked his tail off. I think his first year, maybe he got three at-bats for yeah. us. Um, and then last year hit 19 home runs, hit 330-something, and, and really just solidified the, the middle of our order because he took it personal and he wanted to work and he wanted to play in, in a world of, of the transfer portal and everything else, man. Like, he could have left and gone back home and gone back to Southern California, and he stayed and worked and earned it. And so I think that in and of itself just earns him some respect um, and, and, and some leadership qualities that, that, that's just really hard to find in today's, you know, young people. And, and so we're excited about him. We're excited about him just, just being able to settle in into the middle and, again, lead by example. We're, I really want our guys to, if they're going to expect a lot from other people, they, they have to be willing to give a lot. And, and he's one of those guys that certainly has has worked really hard. Obviously, the, the offense will look a little bit different without Zach Neto and, and Connor Denning and some of those guys packed in there in the middle that have, uh, you know, two, three, four hundred college at-bats. But you got guys like Jared Belbin, you know, coming back and, and also hit 19 home runs, hit, hitting the leadoff spot for us last year. Him and him and Drake were, were kind of neck and neck in terms of, yep. you know, pushing for that 20 home run, 20 stolen base. Mark, which which would be tremendous. Um, Logan Jordan hitting the four hole for us last year. Um, Grant Nip had some some playing time. Lawson Harrell. It's going to be an exciting offense. We got some big, strong, physical guys that that have a chance to hit the ball out of the yard, but we also have some really, really good athletes that got a chance to press on the bases and and be able to to pressure you in a number of different ways. And so again, we want the product that we put on the the field to be enjoyable to watch, but we also want it to be pressure filled for the people that we're playing against. And and I think we have enough pieces to be able to do that. Uh, it's going to be fun. We'll talk more about the schedule. We'll talk more about the brotherhood, and we'll talk more about those camels that are making a living 
in pro baseball. We'll be back with more. It's a baseball takeover with head coach Justin Hare from the county seat. We're no etiquette experts, but biting into your McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich and ending up with a whole pickle slice dangling from your mouth isn't impolite. It's human. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Sure, McDonald's breakfast is good. But getting that McDonald's breakfast two minutes before it stops being served, that tastes even better. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. You can listen to the show through our live link every Monday at GoCamels.com and on the Varsity Sports app every Monday night. But if you miss any of it, the Camel Call live podcast drops every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. 16 years with the man sitting to my left. Campbell head coach Justin Hare. Okay, you know, you talk about brotherhood and people, you know, sometimes say, oh, okay, you know, everybody's going to have a mantra, someone that's been here for a long time, but it is a brotherhood and you are the head of that brotherhood. You officiated a wedding of one of your former players, of course, friend of the show, and he's in the uh, booth for a lot of the ESPN Place games, former Big South Conference Player of the Year, now going to law school, Cole Hallam. Um, the, the brotherhood is a real deal. To talk, talk to me uh, about it and what it really means to this program. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been fortunate enough. Like, I, I did Cole's wedding um, last fall, and then I did uh, Christian Jones's wedding this past fall. So I, I, we've, we've been able to do two of our former players' weddings, which is, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, my wife and I were, were at CJ's um, wedding. It was up in Fuquay, and... Yeah, he had nine groomsmen, and he's from Jacksonville, Florida. And Cole was one of his groomsmen. They didn't even play together on the same team. Wow. And Cole was one of the – Cole's from Bakersfield, California. CJ's from um, Jacksonville, Florida. He had a guy named Grant Yost who is from um, Wisconsin that was his um, – one of his groomsmen. Also did not play with him. Um, Matt Christian, who's from Opelika, Alabama. Bryce Myers, who was from um, Virginia Beach, Kyle Mel from here in North Carolina. There was six guys up there from, and and then CJ. So seven out of the ten guys that were standing up there. Joey Skrasik, also from California, like seven guys standing up there, and not counting me, out of the ten groom and groomsmen that were Campbell baseball players. Wow. Some of which didn't even play on the same teams, and they were from six different states, like. If you want to know what the definition of a true brotherhood is, it's it's that, right? It, it's it's pretty phenomenal to have been a part of, of that and and bring guys together from all over the the globe, you know, to come here and and get a great education, and and compete and win championships and, and be a part of something bigger than themselves. We talk about brotherhood a lot, and, and we talk about it just define it as saying it doesn't mean that we're always going to get along. In fact, being part of a brotherhood or being part of a family almost 
guarantees that you're not always going to get along. The key is being able to take some of those annoyances and disagreements and things that bother you about the people that you're next to every single day and being able to set those aside when it's time to go and compete together, when it's time to go and jump in together, when it's time to go and fight together. It's not going to be me and you fighting. We're going to be able to set our differences aside and be able to, to go and pursue the greater good. And so I don't ask our guys to, to do anything besides love each other. I don't ask them to love our staff. I, don't, I ask you to take some coaching, and I want you to love each other. That's my job's to love them, their job's to love each other, and to be able to set aside some of those differences. And when we go through the recruiting process and we talk about these things and we talk about, you know, you're going to come to Campbell in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, in the middle of, of cotton and tobacco fields, whether you're from Seattle, Washington, or Bakersfield, California, or Miami, Florida, or Sanford, North Carolina, or wherever, and you're going to be in a room with 35 other guys that care about the exact same things that you do, and we want you to be able to set aside those differences, but when you're here, you're going to end up meeting the guys that, that are going to end up being your best friends for life, guys that are going to stand up with you at your wedding, guys that, that are going to that you're going to take vacations with their family when you're 40-something years old like I do, you know, and, and, and you're probably going to meet your wife here, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the, the two weddings that, that we've had, those guys, Cole Hallam from Bakersfield, California, met his wife here at Campbell. Christian Jones from Jacksonville, Florida, met his wife here at Campbell. Like, and, and so many of the other guys, that it's the exact same story. And so to be able to, over the last 10 years, I think we've recruited guys from 35 different states and three countries. Yeah. And so to have them come here and say they call Bowie's Creek, North Carolina home, and that this is where they want to be, and that, that there's a, a draw to being at this place, man, yeah, it, it is a true brotherhood. It is, it is a true piece of, of who they are and what they become as they grow up and they go through this college experience. And, and we're so fortunate that, that they trusted us to come here. Um, but they also invested in that process as well and, and, and grew and, and got better because of it. Well, what a recruiting pitch. Win championships, join a brotherhood, get a chance to play pro ball, meet your wife. There you go. I mean, why wouldn't you sign on the dotted line? That's the point, right? <laughs> like, you, like, it's not for everybody, right? Like, you might have other priorities, but the guys that want to be great at baseball, that want to get a great degree, that want to come and be a part of something different and special, those are our guys. If you, if, if you want to go and, and, and do something different and, and, and major in Friday nights on Main Street, like, that's not us, man. Like, that's not what we're about. We're about development without distraction and loving each other and, and pouring into something that's bigger than ourselves. And, and we want guys that want that challenge. Um, we don't want guys that, that want the Friday nights on Main Street. That's not yeah. our deal, man. That's not what we're about. We want to be a baseball factory of, of, of a bunch of dudes that come in and, and work their tails off and, and leave this place a lot better than how they came in. You've had success uh, developing and recruiting from the high school level, from the junior college level, and now you're getting high-level transfers, Miami, Alabama, Virginia Tech. Is that the recruiting pitch that you give each and every one of those levels? Does it work the same no matter who you're recruiting? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that the biggest thing is that you want to be true to, to who you really are. I think what we talk about and what we found out through, again, being here for a long time, you learn a lot of things along the way. When I first got here, hey, man, we're pretty close to Raleigh. Like, let's sell that we're just outside of Raleigh and the big city's right there and whatever. Like, that's not us, though. That's not who I am. That's not who our staff is. That's not really what our school is about. And so you know, trying to make it a one-size-fits-all where we are the home for everyone isn't really what we're about. It needs to be the right people to fit into the right place. And so, and so we want the, what we tell recruits to be as close to, to what it's actually like when they get here through the recruiting process. And when we do that and, and when we're very open and very honest and very clear with those guys, that's its own filter, right? It, it starts to, no matter how talented those guys are, if you don't like what we're selling, because that's how it's going to be when you get here, then you're not the right fit for us. And I want you yeah. to go somewhere else. I don't like, we don't need to sign every guy. We just need to sign the right ones. And, and so it doesn't matter if you're a high school guy and you show up at 16 or 17 years old on your visit with your mom and dad, or you're a four-year transfer guy or a grad transfer that shows up after 
having played three or four years at a different school and gotten your degree and, and you've got one year left and you're trying to, to maximize your 365 days of college baseball that you have left, we want to make sure that what we're telling those guys is what it's like to be here because when they show up, I don't want any surprises. I don't want them walking into my office and saying, Coach, this isn't what you said it was going to be. I want them to come in and say, Coach, not only was it exactly what you said it was going to be, but it's even better. Those are our guys. And, and those are the guys that, that we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid to offend people. I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to try to find the right fits. And so is our staff. And, and I think that's where we've been able to have some sustained success um, from all of those levels. We'll talk about some of those guys now playing pro ball when we come back after the break. It is Campbell Baseball on Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Campbell Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. That's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Welcome back live to the county seat. This is Camel Call live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We are here every Monday, and we are talking some Campbell baseball. Every Monday we have a show. You come down, you get a free raffle ticket, you get a chance to win some great prizes, and we got some great prizes tonight. We're going to give away a uh, four-pack of tickets to the Campbell baseball game of your choice and a uh, Valentine's Day appropriate shirt right now. So here we go. 625-838-625-838. We have a winner. And we have uh, one more prize pack to give away as we will be having some, uh, this is some limited edition Bowie's Creek Astros gear from uh, Ricky Ray Incorporated. And uh, that with a uh, four tick, with a four pack of tickets as well. So do we have another winner? 625 625-841. 625-841. We have another winner. And uh, every time you come down here to the seat every Monday night, you can get a prize pack as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming. There we go. Yes, we do. I trust you. You have a trusting face. <laughs> friend of the program. Friend of the program. Okay, we are back with Campbellhead baseball coach Justin Hare. It has been so fun not only to see your guys win your guys create something that has just been phenomenal, four-time conference champions and more, but these guys are going on and they're making a paycheck playing professional baseball. Headlining that list, Cedric Mullins. He's the all-star center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. He came to you from JUCO, and 
rocketed into the stratosphere. What do you remember about Cedric when he was here with Campbell? He was a pro. Like, you know, he, he, he was a pro's pro, came in from Lewisburg Junior College, had a 4.0 GPA. Um, I remember going through the recruiting process um, with him. Rick McCarty, who is my best friend in, in coaching, is now the head coach at Abilene Christian University, was the pitching coach in, in uh, 2014. We were recruiting Cedric out of, out of Lewisburg. And he loved Cedric, and he was on Cedric all fall, and Cedric is from Atlanta. And he didn't want to make a decision early. He didn't want to make a decision in the fall. And, and we didn't typically wait around for people um, to make a decision. It's like, hey, man, either you're in or you're out, and no big deal either way, but, you know, we're, we're not going to wait. And Rick's like, hey, man, like, we, <laughs> we need to wait on this guy. And I'm like, okay, man, like, Coach Goff, like he got Coach Goff to, to hold off on it. And he's like, listen, he's going to take a visit to Kennesaw State when um, he goes home for Christmas. And then he's going to make a decision after that. Okay. That doesn't sound that great since Kennesaw's yeah. in his hometown. And, you know, he's going to be right there. So we're probably not going to get him. But, like, if you say so, man, like, and Rick did a really good job with him and, and, and built a really good relationship with him. And, um, and so Cedric called after Christmas and said, like, hey, Kennesaw's not the spot for me. I'm going to come to Campbell. We're ecstatic. This is great. This is, this is phenomenal. Well, we go on and have a, a great season in 2014, win the Big South Conference Championship, the, the tournament championship, and go to our first regional in 24 years and go to the, the Columbia, South Carolina regional. Awesome. Um, Coach Goff gets the Louisiana Tech job. I get promoted uh, head coach. My first call, of course, smart. <laughs> call Cedric. Yeah. Right? Coach, yeah, that's great. You know, it's awesome. Um, you know, he's up in New York playing in, in summer ball. That's great, Coach. You know, congratulations. And, um, you know, we get to talking. And he's like, you know, a lot of people are calling me. Like, what do you mean a lot of people are calling you, man? Like, <laughs> you're committed here. He's like, yeah, but, you know, you new coach and coaches and coach golf's not going to be there anymore. And I'm like, Hey man, like let's, you know, I'll fly up to New York if I need to, like, let's talk about this. Like, you know, just, we kind of went back through the recruiting process. I talked with his family, talked with his advisor, um, talked with him and he called me back two or three days later. Hey coach, I'm in, I'm, I'm showing up. Wow. You know, uh, that's where I need to be. And, and, you know, showed up, and he lived by himself in, in, a, like in the dorms. Like almost none of our junior college guys yeah. live on campus. He's like, nope, want to live in the dorms. This is the dorm I want to live in. Want to live by myself. Oh, you got it. Roger that, man. Like no big deal. And he just showed up. And it was just a professional every day. Took care of his business um, in the classroom. Took care of his business in his prep work. He worked extremely hard. Was quiet and humble. Um, no ego whatsoever. Took coaching. Um, took instruction. Uh, he could have walked right out of Jim Perry Stadium and right into Camden Yards and played center field. Yeah. The day that he got drafted, he obviously had some work to do offensively to, to be able to hit at that level, but was, and we've had some really good center fielders. Ben McEwen led the country in stolen bases in 2013 and was a draft of the Oakland A's. And, and we've had some really, really good center fielders. And you just watch Cedric run around out there and you're just like, this guy. It was different. It was different. Yeah. It was just different, and, and his approach and demeanor was different. Um, I learned a lot from him. That was my first year as a head coach. Um, and, you know, that, that 2015 team, um, we had some really good players. And, and I told those guys, and we got off to a tremendous start and, and stumbled. But, man, I, I told those guys. I've told Cedric. I, I've, I've told Heath Bowers, who was a, a, a draft and probably should have been Big South Pitcher of the Year in 2015, career wins leader. Man, I wish I was a better coach for you guys because we had a really talented team and we got off to a really good start. But when we hit some adversity, I didn't necessarily know how to handle that. And I wasn't very good at that. And so we didn't put our, them in the best position to be successful. But, man, that guy was rock solid his last month of the year. If you went back and found his probably last 20 games of that year in 2015, his numbers were off yeah. the charts and uh, and and just – a, a joy and a pleasure to be around every day and, and again taught me a lot about how to be a professional and, and, and just go about your business with a really um, pro demeanor. You talk about your early days as a head coach here at Campbell a lot and especially someone that has had the success that you do there's not a lot of people that would go back and and mention that but you have admitted that you had a lot to learn when you were a head coach and you weren't a great head coach year one. Yeah, yeah, we, year one, year two, year three, um, 
year four, five, yeah, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I think pretty I got, good after yeah, year two. Well, I you think, know, yeah. I think we get, you know, I think if we tell our guys all the time that we want you to come, we want you to work hard, we want you to have an honest assessment, take our coaching, and improve. If we're not willing to do that same thing as coaches, as humans, as as people, then then what we're asking them to do isn't something that we're willing to back up. And so, therefore, we shouldn't be asking them to do that. I ask our coaches to get better. I ask them to, to continue to learn and grow and get better. If I'm the same coach today than I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'm selling our players short. I work for our players, right? Like, if, if we didn't have student athletes here, I wouldn't have a job here, right? And, and I don't ever want to forget that. And so, it's, it's my responsibility and the responsibility of our our staff to continue to get better as men and get better as coaches and, and try to improve ourselves so that we can help our young men get better. And, and, and so when you, when you're an assistant, I think you have all the answers cause you don't have to, right. you don't have to make all the decisions. <laughs> you're the smartest guy in the room when you're an assistant, right? Like you have all the answers, you know, exactly who should be playing. You know exactly how you would handle this situation or this situation or whatever, but you're not the guy that's sitting in the big chair behind the big desk having to have those tough conversations, right? And so the minute that you become a head coach after being an assistant coach, you go from being the smartest guy in the room to being the dumbest guy <laughs> in the room whose decisions get second-guessed by everybody from, from your family to your fans to your own staff and so on and so forth. And so but you have like I, I don't know just for me like you have to understand that and you have to understand that 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 there's a lot to learn and that I don't have all the answers in fact like that's probably the most powerful thing that that you learn when you face adversity and, and you're honest about it is that the only thing I do know is that I don't know a whole lot and I need to be around people that know more than me and that are willing to, to help push me to get better so that I can help push the people that I'm around to get better. And, and I think once I started to kind of figure that out and, and we got better at hiring the right people and putting the right people around, not just our players, but our staff, man, we, we got better in a hurry. Um, you have had nine drafted, 12 more have signed pro contracts just in your time as head coach. And one of those people you want to talk about getting better, starting out, and improving, 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 much like you said with coaching, Ryan Thompson. <laughs> he's not only a reliever for Tampa Bay, he's been in the league for three years. He's pitched in over 108 games, 7-7 seven and seven with a 3.50 ERA. He's pitched in the postseason. He was your closer that had a funky arm angle and threw about 70-something <laughs> Uh, and then he uh, ended up being a, I mean, he is making a very, very good living in the major leagues. He is a rock-solid pro. He'll be rolling out with them again this year. Yeah, I, I mean, you talk about, again, just a, just a tremendous story. He went, he went to a junior college that no one around here has ever heard of, a place called Chemeketa Junior College out in, out in Oregon. He's from Oregon. He would like he was a, a, a right-handed sidearm, six foot six, about 170 pounds, <laughs> like gangly dude. And um, again, Rick McCarty saw him on the road. This you know he came here in 2013. Was his first year. He was here in 13 and 14. Rick McCarty saw him out, and he faced five hitters when Rick saw him. Did not record an out. Did not record an out when Rick saw him, and he's like 82 miles an hour. Like and, and that's our guy. And yeah, and Rick comes back. He's like, "This is my favorite guy." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm the recruiting coordinator, and you know, I, I work for coach. I work for Coach Golf a little bit longer than Rick." And yeah. like, you know, Rick's like, "Rick's like, this is my guy. He's my favorite guy." And I'm like, "No, this cannot be. This can't be right. This can't. This can't be the truth." And he's like, "Yep, this is my favorite guy. We got to get him." And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Yeah, but uh, we're not gonna be able to get him on a visit." <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> This is your favorite guy that you've seen, but we can't get him on a visit. And he didn't record an out, and he's up to all of 82. <laughs> Sweet, man. Like we're, like, we're on the right track here, I feel certain, right? And so Ryan goes on a visit to Liberty. Boo. And yeah, exactly, right? And so this is Jim Toman was there and as the head coach at, at this time, and he goes to Liberty, and, and Coach Toman 
is notorious for just like pressuring guys. Like that's his, like he's very in yeah. your face. He's very outspoken. That's just kind of his mo. That is not who Ryan Thompson is at all. Yeah. Like he is just like he is a Pacific Northwest dude. He is like you watch videos of him on Instagram throwing bullpens right now like he's in a tank top and a beanie cap you know like he is just a like a very <laughs> like relaxed funny um dude and so he goes on a visit to liberty hates it cannot stand it and so rick calls him and he's like hey man like this is this is when we only had a week in the fall like in the fall in november we had one week to sign our early signs and then you couldn't sign him again until um, April, yeah. until the end of April. So we had to get it done. And, and RT's like, yep, I, I can't come on a visit. And Rick's like, well, listen, man, like here's our offer, and this is what we got. And RT's like, man, coach, I, I, don't, I don't think I can make a decision without seeing it. And Rick's like, well, what do you want me to do, man? And RT's like, man, can you just send me, like, some pictures? <laughs> like, can you just, like, with your BlackBerry, like <laughs> – with your BlackBerry, can you just, like, take some pictures of the field and, like, the locker room? And the locker room that we had, I was like, do not take a picture. It was in the pool. It yeah. was in the pool. I, I was going to say, what did you send him? What pictures of what stadium and I'm locker room sure. did you send him? That was Rick's deal, man. I don't get in. I don't wade too far into that. So he, Rick sent, like, take some pictures from the deck out in left field, and, <laughs> and it's still grass and dirt. And we, we didn't even have the, any stadium yeah, seating. We no. still just had the old brick, brick press box. I mean, our, our, our facility was basically a good high school level facility. And Rick took some pictures and, you know, maybe the, of the convocation center or something. I don't know. And, <laughs> and uh, sent him to our team. And, and that dude calls like the next day and commits. Never been on campus, never nothing, and shows up. And all he did was lead the country in ERA his first year with a .88 ERA. Yep. And then, um, you know, lead us to our first win in, in a regional in 2014. Um, he threw in every game of the conference tournament um, at, at Winthrop that yeah. year. We lost the first game yep. um, to Coastal. Then we got um, sprinklered out. And then sure. we had to win four in a row or five, four in a row to get back to the championship and then win the championship game. Um, so we played six games in in four days, and that dude, we were up nine to nothing against Winthrop in the championship game, and he's toast. He's thrown in every game, and he's like, he just, you know, of course, coach wasn't going to put him in, and he came down, and this is the one and only time RT came down to coach and said, I'm finishing this. I can't say all the words. I'm finishing <laughs> this game. And and he went out and and uh, and and got the last out or la through the last inning, got the last out, got us to our first regional in 24 years. Wow. Um, and, uh, and I got a huge mural in my office, and he's at the bottom of the dog pile as well. He should be. Yeah. Um, just just a, a just tremendous tremendous dude. Ended up being a 22nd round draft pick, a, a round that doesn't even exist um, in the MLB draft anymore, and uh, and has done nothing but work his tail off and, and uh, pitched in the World Series in, in 2020 and um, fought through some injuries and some different things and, and uh, man, has put together a really, really impressive pro career. Man, uh, fantastic. We will talk about some more um, of, of your pro guys. Also, too, when you think Ryan Thompson, you think, I didn't know three-inning and four-inning saves were a thing <laughs> until Ryan Thompson came in. Like, I, like he, I think he might have led our team yeah. in, yeah. in <laughs> innings pitched was, over that two-year frame. Like and he, he was threw, a reliever. Yes, yeah. I think he pitched like 185 innings in two years all out of the bullpen, not a single start. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some of your current draftees. But but first, I want to say your, your best recruiting job was um, your wonderful wife, who 12 years? Yeah. She's been on the roster. You have four kids. You brought them all here. They are, she brought them all here. They are unbelievably <laughs> well behaved for that. I, I see that they're about ready to go, but 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 talk about the team behind the team and, and, and what they mean to you. Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I was when I moved out here. I was I was dating my wife um, from, and she's from Arkansas, and I was working in in Arkansas. And we moved out here, and she had, she was finishing school, and so she didn't move at the same time as me. And then she she moved a year later, and in the fall of 2008, she moved out. And um, I told her at the time, I said, "Hey, listen, babe, like come out, like <laughs> let's 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 get a feel for for what this job really is." And and uh, 
But don't worry. We won't be here long. Yeah. Um, we'll get this thing spun around um, in two or three years, and then we'll get, a, we'll get another job. Sure. And we'll, be, and we'll be living the life of assistant baseball coach somewhere else. And, and so here we are 16 years later and four kids, all four of them been born here. We live right here in, uh, you know, 10 minutes up the road in, in Harnett County. And, and uh, she runs the household like a Swiss watch. And, and uh, you know, I try to threaten our kids as much as we possibly can <laughs> to keep them in line. But, but she's, uh, she's the MVP and, and, and runs it. And we certainly wouldn't be able to do what we do on the baseball field and, and be around the guys and, and be around the, the people that we're around every day if, if I didn't have a strong home life and, and, a, and a rock star wife. Um, and she crushes it and keeps me in line uh, to boot. She's got five kids, me at 42 years old, and then our four kids. <laughs> I was going to say four kids, four championships. You win a fifth. <laughs> don't, don't get her started, man. Like, look, <laughs> look she's like, I mean, I'm pretty old, man. Like, I don't, don't get her started on number five. I mean, she, now tonight she's going to go home and be like, hey, Chris said <laughs> Hey, if the voice says it, it it's got to be true. If we win, if when we win that fifth championship this year, we got to go for number five. No, thanks, man. Thanks. Um, back to your uh, other kids uh, in the locker room and in the dugout. Wow, what what a year last year to put the cherry on top. Of what has been just an incredible five year run. Zach Neto is the thirteenth overall pick in the major league draft, and then. He, with all that pressure, with playing a whole year, with playing a whole career, he goes into the minors and does it. I mean, he is up to double-A in a flash. He's doing well at double-A, which is nearly impossible at the end of a rough college season. You know, the fact that you've played so many games, he goes in and, and just keeps raking. If you can talk about how special he is. <laughs> like, you, like if, if there's a definition for gamer, like, he's, he's the guy. Um, he loves competing. He loves being, I don't want to say like he loves being in the spotlight. Like he doesn't crave yeah. the spotlight, but he loves being in, in the heat of battle. Like he loves being in the fight. He loves that. Like that's when he's the most relaxed and, and the most himself in, in practice. He's incredibly hard on himself in training. Like he, will get down on himself really fast. If we challenge him with a drill, it's it's one of those like, gosh, man, like, and he's going to work through it, but he's going to be incredibly hard on himself. And I'm like, hey, man, like, smile. It's Tuesday. It's fine. Like, we'll be just <laughs> fine. Like, just keep showing up. And like, but the minute that those lights come on, the minute he puts that uniform on, man, it's like, this is what I was, this is what I'm, yeah. this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm born to do. Like, I don't know any other thing but to go out there and play my butt off and, and do what I was born to do, and this is what I was born to do. You know, and now he, you know, he had a, a great first year, hit 305 or something in double-A, got invited to big league spring training. Wow. The Angels GM has told him straight up, like, hey, man, like, I'm not stopping you. So you come to spring training and, and you earn – what you get, man, like you come and you have a tremendous spring training, you can break with the big club. I'm not like, I'm not putting you in double A just to put you in double A. I'm not putting you in triple A just to put you in triple A. Like we want you to get to the big leagues as fast as you possibly can. And, and we're not going to stop you. And, and the dude will do it. Like it, it, it will yep. not, it will not surprise me if 2023, if he makes his debut in the big leagues in 2023, will not surprise me whatsoever. Just pencil in Zach Neto, Mike Trout, just like uh, everybody thought it was going to be yeah. last year at this time. Right? Yeah, Trout, Neto, incredible. like <laughs> that one, two, three, probably. <laughs> Thomas Harrington, maybe even a more incredible of a story, a dude from Sanford just down the street. You guys took a chance on this guy. He ended up being a uh, top 30 draft pick. Yeah, really tough story for, for Tommy. Like, <laughs> the dude's incredible, man. He, we're, we're recruiting him. He's throwing on our field at a, um, at a PBR, Prep Baseball Report, um, showcase in August before his senior year. He's uncommitted. We'd seen him a couple of times, not very good. We saw him not very good. He's a good athlete, good kid, the oldest of five kids, tremendous family. And, and Coach Robinson is like, hey, Coach, I, 
I really like this kid, man. It's like 86, 88 at the workout. And I'm like, T-Rob, like, we don't have any room left on our roster, man. Like, we are full. We just said, like, and this is, T-Rob is notorious for this. Like, we'll talk about recruiting. We can't sign any more guys. Like, literally the next day he'll be like, hey, we need to sign this guy. <laughs> like, that's just like, I'm like, dude, we got, like, we can't. And he's like, okay. I'm like, we just don't have any spots. We don't have any roster spots. We don't have any scholarship. Like, we just can't, we can't do it. And he's like, okay, well, what if I get him to, to walk on? I'm like, he's not going to walk on. He's like, what, what if I get him to walk on and we'll tell him and, and, and we'll, we'll plan on him using a developmental year, a redshirt year that first year, and, and, you know, we'll put together a five-year plan for him where he can go on scholarship years two through five. He can get his master's degree, and uh, it'll be great. I'm like, all right, man, we'll call him and see if they're interested. Well, his mom is a Campbell alum, and so they come down from Sanford, and we have a great visit, and we lay out the whole thing. This is what we got. This is where we are. Again, just, just full transparency, full clarity. We don't have any spots available on the roster right now, but this is what we got for you. Come, develop, take a year to develop, and, uh, and then years two through five, we'll put you on scholarship, and, and you'll be ready to go by the time you're a redshirt freshman. He's like, great, coach. Like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a football player in the fall. You know, I haven't really developed a whole lot. I really just started pitching full time. Like, great. Well, he goes out in the fall and breaks his hand playing quarterback. Like, awesome. Sweet, man. Like, well, in the spring of, of, <laughs> of that year's COVID. So he doesn't pitch. So he doesn't yeah. pitch. He doesn't pitch. He, he breaks his hand in the fall. So about the third game of the year plays until about the fourth or fifth game of the year. He plays like three games with a broken hand um, until he can't really hold the football anymore. And so, then he shows up, and he's so good. Well, in the, So then it was fall of 2020, and, like, the schedule is ridiculous. Yeah. We can only have 10 guys at practice at a time. It, I mean, it's we had, like, four team practices the entire fall, so we didn't get to see him. So we're talking to him, Zoom call, of course, like our, our, our fall exit meetings, and we're like, all right, Tommy, like, I don't know what the spring's going to be. Of course, we had some guys leave because of COVID and, and some different things happened. So we had some roster flexibility. And I was like, man, I don't really know. Like, let's see what it looks like when, when you come back in the spring. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, but like the, the, the plan's still to redshirt me, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, like, let's just see, right? Like, <laughs> like I have no idea. Like, let's yeah. just see. We didn't see you in the fall. And so whatever, he comes back in, in the five weeks leading up to the, to the um, spring. Like, he's one of our best guys. And I just... Like, me and T-Rob were like, hey, man, we can't redshirt you. Like, you, you're <laughs> going to have to pitch for us. And he's like, okay, cool, coach. Like, great. Like, I'll pitch. <laughs> Sweet. Well, the first game of that year was against Liberty, and Cam Cowan's our Friday night guy, and he's a returner and going to be probably, you know, a, a, a top 15-round draft. Well, he blows out his elbow. So now we lose our Friday night guy, and, uh, and we got a bunch of freshmen. Uh, like him and Cade Boxrucker, Ty Cummings are all freshmen. Um, and, and so Cade Keeler, all freshmen were like, man, we got to figure this out. And, and so anyways, Tommy ends up like solidifying himself yeah. as a, a, you know, as, as a weekend starter ends up being freshman of the year. Um, and, and then they push the MLB draft back, um, from early June oh, to, right. to yeah. mid July. So he was not going to be a draft eligible sophomore originally. Well, then they push the draft back, and so if you're 21, by the time the draft comes, you're draft eligible. And so his birthday is at the beginning of July. And so if it would have stayed in June, we would have had him back for this year. Wow. But since they pushed the draft back, he became a draft-eligible sophomore and then goes out only – I mean, he went 12 yeah. and two, two, led the country in, in wins and – you know, becomes a multimillionaire with the 36 yeah. overall pick, you know, a guy that, that walked on um, for a developmental year that never happened. So we had a five-year plan for him, and we got two pretty darn good years out of it. So I would take that, I would take that trade off uh, anytime we could get it. Pretty good coaching there, too. Coach Robinson is, is a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal coach. Yes, he is. So are you. And you're back-to-back-to-back-to-back <laughs> to back to back conference champs begin the season Friday, February 17th. We're out of time. We're out of time. We'll, we'll do this again some other time. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Come and see the Camels. Look, just 24 home games this year. Season tickets are on sale now. And 
They kick off the season with a seven-game homestand. Big Ten, Rutgers, who was a darn good team last year. We didn't even get a chance to talk about them. We will before that game. They're 44 and 15 last year, 17 and 7 in the Big Ten. Good GoCamels.com <laughs> for your tickets. Uh, they got a lot of guys that will throw 90. It'll be fine. Um, thank you so much, Coach Hare, for being on. Thanks, brother. Thank Appreciate you all you. for being here. Campbell Baseball starts in a couple weeks. GoCamels.com, the place. We'll be back next Monday. It is Campbell Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Good night.